everybody, it's Dave here, and we're talking draft prospects. We have another position group for you from the one and only Tyler Fornis climbing the pockets, one of their in-house draft experts. He's going to be bringing you this position today, but let's bring Tyler in. Hey, Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you today? I'm absolutely wonderful. We're talking football. Always wonderful when we talk football. What is the position of the day? We're going to talk tight ends today. And this class has a true generational prospect at the top. A few really decent guys and then a very, very steep drop off where if you don't get one of the top five or six guys, it's almost not worth drafting one. Gotcha on that. And I think we all know who that top generational guy is. Mm-hmm. But let's get going. Who do you have as number five? My number five is Boston College's Hunter Long. And when I watched Long, he was a very, very diverse player in how he was used at Boston College. But And at the end of the day, he reminds me a lot of Kyle Rudolph. And when I watched him, I I just got frustrated how the Vikings used Rudolph. Like, they didn't. Hunter Long was being flexed out in the slot, the outside, and he was used as a real weapon. I don't think his ceiling is super high in the NFL. He got a very high fourth-round grade for me. He feels like the kind of guy who's going to be in the league for a decade as like a tight end, too, and just a, a real stalwart player. Uh, he's a good but not phenomenal blocker. Yeah, he's a very tall guy. He, he can get uh, balls in the air, win jump balls in the end zone. Uh, he's a good route runner. He's able to kind of create space by using uh, his body as kind of a separator. But he's not athletically superior, and he's not going to just beat guys with quickness and speed. So I think he's a really good player. And I think he's going to make a difference and an impact on an NFL team. But I also don't think he's going to be this star like you're going to see from maybe a couple other guys in this class. Awesome. Who have you got at number four? My number four is Notre Dame's Tommy Tremble. Now, he's a redshirt sophomore who really doesn't have a lot of game tape. But one thing that he has shown on the game tape is he is very athletic, and he has a lot of potential. Now, Tremble uh, was behind Cole Komet, his redshirt freshman year, and I can't remember his name, but he was behind the really uh, stud freshman tight end that uh, came in. And he only had 19 catches this year, and he had some drop issues, which kind of scares me about ball skills, but he's a nasty, vicious blocker. Uh, He moves incredibly well. He's got good athleticism, and I think because there's so much untapped potential there, you could take him in round three, round four, develop him, and he could become like a Johnny Smith type player. And Smith just got a massive contract for the New England Patriots. So Tremble is a guy I would want to take a shot at because I think he does have potential, but there just isn't uh, a whole big lot of a sample size to really know what he's going to be at the next level. So Tremble, good player. He, he, he can block initially right away while he continues to learn the nuances of playing the tight end position as a receiver. And you can eventually, hopefully, 
uh, make him your top tight end, and he can be a vertical passing threat for you. Well, and there's always value in a good blocking tight end, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who have you got at number three? My number three is Miami, Florida's Brevin Jordan. Now, when I watched Jordan, uh, there was a lot of hype behind him because he was kind of a mismatched weapon. He's like 6'3", 245. They used him a lot in like bubble screens, like RPO slants. They even did some like jet sweeps to him because they thought so highly of him as an athlete. His athletic testing wasn't very good. But when you watch him on the field, the testing doesn't match the traits. He's able to separate from corners. Yeah, he runs good routes. He's able to win vertically down the field, and he's able to gain separation against corners. So those are all really good things, and he has good hands. He And with his routes, uh, the separation that he gets is pretty impressive for a guy his size. And Brevin Jordan, it feels like Irv Smith Jr. when I'm watching him. Like He's not this athletically superior guy, but you can flex him out in all areas of the field. He's going to be a good but not phenomenal blocker for you. And he's just going to be a guy that you want to have on your football team because you can use him in so many different roles. Uh, so Brevin Jordan's my number three, and I can see him going as early as like mid-round two. I would consider taking him at around pick 75. Gotcha. If he's number three, who's number two? Number two is Penn State's Pat Fryermuth. Uh, there was a lot of talk over the summer that he was tied in one with a bullet. I didn't ever buy into that hype. I always thought it was my number one tight end who we'll talk about in a little bit. Pat Fryermuth reminds me of Travis Kelsey. He's a guy that's not athletically superior. He's a good but not great blocker, but you can move him out, and he's just going to win with smarts, instincts, and good route running. And he, you can flex him out on the outside, use him as an H-back, uh, in line. But he's going to be probably best as kind of like a big slot type role. And Fryermuth is a really good football player. He suffered a lot from having a bad quarterback in Sean Clifford. But I think in the NFL, if a team uses him like Kansas City uses Kelsey, I think that's where he's going to thrive at his best. And Fryermuth could really be a steal for a team if he makes it into the middle of round two. Now comes the one and only a generational prospect that we'd all love to see the Minnesota Vikings take. I wouldn't get upset if they did. They won't. But who is your number one? My number one is Florida's Kyle Pitts. He is the number three player overall on my board, and Kyle Pitts is phenomenal. He's 6'6", 245. He ran a 4 4 6 yard dash, which was really impressive. I never understood the 4 6 4 hype that he was getting. I always thought he was around 4-5. But to be able to break that and run a 4-4, I thought was tremendous. He's got a phenomenal catch radius with an 80-plus inch wingspan. And he doesn't drop the football. He makes the difficult catches. He's got great body control in the air. He runs crisp routes, and he's able to separate not only using his body, but also using his uh, quickness nuance in his route running and speed. Uh, Kyle Pitts is the entire package. You can use him as a genuine X receiver and grading him as a receiver. He would have been my wide receiver one, uh, even above uh, my wide receiver one, Jalen Waddle. I love Kyle Pitts. 
and Pitts is a mismatched weapon, kind of how the the Raiders use Darren Waller. Use him in the slot. Use him as an X. Use him as an inline guy. Like you can do whatever you want with Kyle Pitts, and he's going to thrive. And get just don't misuse him, and that's all I really want for Kyle Pitts. Don't screw it up because he is the best tight end prospect since Vernon Davis in 2006. And uh, he may end up being, at the end of the day, considered the best tight end of all time if he's able to continue the trajectory he's currently on. We're talking Tony Gonzalez. We're talking Rob Gronkowski. Like, that's this level of talent. And he's a fantastic football player, and he could realistically go at four to the Atlanta Falcons. I could see that. Is there any way that he falls to 14 and would the Vikings consider taking him? I think if he fell to 14, the Vikings absolutely would consider taking him, but I don't think there's a chance he gets past 10. Jerry Jones is in love with Kyle Pitts. And he there's so many teams that need pass catchers in the top 10, and there's uh, a consensus for top pass catchers. I don't think he makes it past six. Like, even if he makes it past four and five, like Miami would take him. And you got to take the guy who you believe is generational, who can make a really big impact on your team for the next decade. That's what Kyle Pitts does. And he's such a mis- mismatch. Defensive coordinators will be pulling their hair out on how to cover him with a linebacker, and he's faster than a linebacker, or with, you know, a safety. Well, he's still bigger than a safety, you know. It's a nickelback's going to get rolled over. It, mm-hmm. I would salivate designing plays for him just oh, yeah. for that purpose. That, There's so much you can do with Kyle Pitts. You can work him inside. You can work him outside, over the middle, deep. Uh, just throw – like Kyle Trask got bailed out a few times. Just be like, oh, I have nothing I can do with the football. I can't really go anywhere. Let's just throw it up to Kyle Pitts, and it worked. Because mm-hmm. Pitts is that type of guy. Yeah, it's... Oh, some team's going to get lucky. Mm-hmm. With that, we will do another round tomorrow by position. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and by all means, go Vikings! Go Vikings!